Introducing the new look Nazca Cornflakes in exciting, new, trendy and attractive pack. Same quality, same great taste. And what's more, it's now endorsed by the Nutrition Society of Nigeria. Hello out there, hope your week has been fantastic. This morning we will be addressing a common lifestyle health challenge, HIV AIDS. HIV, human immune virus, and AIDS, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, is not a new disease. Many of us know friends, colleagues, neighbors, and family members who live with the disease. Many have died of it due to poor perception, fear, and stigma, and in many instances, ignorance. According to the World Health Organization, WHO, there were approximately 36.9 million people worldwide living with HIV-AIDS as at the end of 2014. Of these, 2.6 million were children below 15 years. The UN AIDS report also shows that of the people living with HIV globally, 17.1 million do not know they have the virus and need to be reached with HIV testing services and around 22 million do not have access to HIV treatment, including 1.8 million children. The statistics for Sub-Saharan Africa indicate that the region has 25.8 million people living with HIV as at 2014. These statistics notwithstanding, we cannot relegate to the background the immense contributions of scientists, civil society organizations, donor and development agencies, as well as numerous philanthropic individuals who continue to pull their intellectual and financial resources to educate, sponsor treatments and other activities in service to the public regarding the epidemic. Such persons and groups also work tirelessly to support people living with the disease with counselling and treatment. Their contributions have stemmed the tide of the disease, especially in checking fatalities. One of such organisations is the AIDS Prevention Initiative in Nigeria, APIN. Today on NASCO Moments radio show, we have invited the principal investigator of the initiative. He also doubles as the antiretroviral therapy ART team lead in the Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juth. And he is Dr. Oche Agbaji, an associate professor of medicine at the College of Medical Sciences, University of Joss, and a consultant physician and nephrologist with the Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juth, Joss. I am Hudun Gyan. Stay tuned to the show as we share insights on the topic. Thank you very much, Dr. Ochak Baji, for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you very much, Hudung, and um, good morning, listeners. Okay. We'd like to know what APIN is all about. 
Thank you. And APIN is a stands for AIDS Prevention Initiative in Nigeria, and um, it has metamorphosed over the years. APIN started originally in 2000 as a, a project of the Harvard School of Public Health, Boston, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The collaborated with our youth then to screen for HIV among um, pregnant women and uh, commercial sex workers. This project at that time built some capacity uh, for staff and also lab, renovated equipment at youth. And, um, but this APIN, original APIN, ended officially in 2005 at the expiration of that grant from Bill, the Gates Foundation. Um, but they had already built capacity, so in 2002, the um, youth HIV treatment site became one of the 11 initial treatment sites for HIV in Nigeria. And um, they continued to offer treatment till 2004. When the original grantee from Harvard School of Public Health applied to the U.S. government to get another grant to now treat patients, which is called the PEPFA grant. Uh, that stands for President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief. So, um, APIN now became known as APIN Plus because it was the initial prevention uh, now with treatment. But um, that again went on to 2009 and um, reauthorized to 2013. But somewhere in 2011, the US government asked um, United States partners working in Nigeria to hand over to indigenous um, NGOs. So APIN now became registered in Nigeria in 2011 as a local indigenous Nigerian NGO. Okay. Um, let's move now to talk about HIV AIDS. Let the listener understand exactly what HIV AIDS is. Okay. Um, HIV just, uh, it's an acronym and stands for Human Immunodeficiency Virus. Um, a virus is a little organism that causes disease in the body, and human because it affects only humans. And um, um, it's a virus, but immune because um, it attacks the defenses of the body, thereby crippling the defenses. And then while AIDS actually stands for Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome, which is the end of the spectrum of HIV uh, infection if one doesn't get treatment. Okay. Um, what are the modes of transmission? HIV is transmitted um, essentially through two modes. Um, sexually, that's the major transmission mode among um, those of us in sub-Saharan Africa, but it can also be transmitted through blood or blood product transfusion uh, or contamination by blood or blood products. And the third way is mother-to-child transmission. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what are the risk factors to this disease? The risk factors are not too many, but um, essentially is um, since I said that it is transmitted within our setting through mainly through sexual intercourse. So if you undertake risky sexual behavior, in other words, you have multiple unprotected sexual partners, that's a risk factor. 
Another risk factor also is if you get yourself exposed to contaminated sharps, uh, either blades or needles that have been used in persons that are infected. That's another common risk factor. Yeah, so those are the two main ways, essentially, risk factors that we have. Are there any misconceptions associated with the disease? Yeah, a couple of misconceptions. I think the common one that is making the rounds is the issue that, um, first of all, HIV can be acquired from the air or someone can send HIV to another person if he doesn't like the person. Um, another common misconception is um, also the fact that HIV can be cured. Uh, right now, we do not have a cure for HIV. And a third misconception that is uh, prevalent is the fact that it, uh, it may be transmitted through bites by insects or mosquitoes, but that hasn't been proven up, up until now. Okay, uh, that's interesting so far. There's uh, more information if you only stay with us on the NASCO Moments radio talk show. We'll be back after the break. For your brightest wash, Brightex. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Thank you for joining us. You're on to the NASCO Moments radio talk show. I've been speaking with Dr. Oche Agbaji, the principal investigator of the AIDS Prevention Initiative in Nigeria, APIN-supported HIV program at Joss University Teaching Hospital. Our focus today is on issues of HIV-AIDS prevention, advocacy, management, and treatment. Uh, doctor, what are the symptoms of this disease in adults and children? Again, uh, to put it generally, this disease has no specific symptom of its own because it attacks the immune system. Um, so the, the symptoms that we see are the, as a result of the damaged immune system and uh, those that have this damaged immune system come up with what we call opportunistic infections. And those infections are varied depending on what they are. So whether in children or adults, you can have them affecting the skin, so you have some rashes, you can have them affecting the, the, the mouth, you can have rashes and then they can have diarrhea, it can affect the brain and they are confused and it can cause a varied depending on the opportunistic infection that the patient comes down with. Okay. And let me just quickly add, what we mean by opportunistic infections are infections that ordinarily would not cause disease in normal persons or persons with normal immune system, but they take the opportunity of the depressed immunity to cause disease. I see. Yeah. Um, I understand there are two types of HIV, HIV-1 and HIV-2. What is yeah. the difference? Um, Essentially the same kind of virus, but of course there's a little difference in their genomes. Uh, so HIV-1, it's a worldwide virus. It's found all over the world. But HIV-2 was first discovered in West Africa and has been kind of localized to West Africa. Uh, so there are similar viruses, but uh, 
different in their genetic makeup. Uh, one important difference to us as clinicians is that there are certain drugs that HIV-2 is not sensitive to. So it's important to know whether someone has HIV-1 or HIV-2. But the vast majority of HIV infection around the world and even in West Africa and Nigeria is HIV-1. Oh. HIV-2 is a minority. Okay. A huge percentage of people living with the virus are in Sub-Saharan Africa. Why is this so? Yeah. Um, it, it has to do, one, with our level of economic, economic independence. I don't want to use the word poverty. And then another issue is um, you will hear people talk about HIV having a feminine phase. Uh, again, I think it has to do with uh, the way that women are, do not have a lot of rights as it relates to negotiating sex. So those essentially are the issues, poverty and then lack of women being able to negotiate sex. So you find that in sub-Saharan Africa, because of poverty, people go into sexual contracts and um, sexual prostitution and so on just to make money for a livelihood and then the women have no say when it comes to sex. Okay, you're saying that um, HIV has a female face. Is that to say that more women are affected by the disease? Yes, um, statistics have shown that 60% women, 40% men. Even in the clinics, this is what we're seeing. So there are more women affected. It might be that women have a better health-seeking behavior, we're not sure. But from our cultural practices, many of the women do not have a say when it comes to issues around sex with their partners or spouses. So it's not a biological issue, rather not to do with our makeup. Thank you for bringing that up. There's a little bit of biological issue also because of um, the makeup of the woman. The female private part, it's more or less like a receptacle. So if there's any uh, sexual discharges or that are deposited there, they have a longer time to contact and, um, and so on. So there's a little bit of biologics, but um, in the social aspect also, there are also a lot of issues. We need to um, have more rights and be able to fight for those rights. So um, talk, let's talk now about antiretroviral therapy. How effective is it in the treatment of AIDS? Yes, antiretroviral therapy um, has um, evolved over the years. Initially not so effective and um, there were only one drug to two drug combinations but now we have three drug combinations and very effective. And what we actually mean by effective treatment is the treatment that will be able to drive down the amount of virus in the body to very low levels to the extent that it doesn't destroy the immune system. So very, very effective treatment is available now. Many people are on treatment and they are doing quite well. Okay. Um, how can a mother, now let's talk about mother-to-child infection. I understand that it's possible now for an infected mother to give birth to a child that is not infected. How is that possible considering that they share blood and other fluids? Okay. Yeah, actually, in, as it relates to transmission of HIV from mother to child, there are three stages where it can occur. It can um, occur either when the child is still in the womb, or at delivery, or after delivery through breast milk. Um, so, the bottom line is if a woman that is infected, or a mother that is infected with HIV is on treatment, and the viral amount of virus in her system, HIV virus now I mean, 
uh, can be driven to very low levels, what we call undetectable levels, then her likelihood of transmitting this virus either when the baby is in the womb or at delivery or during breastfeeding is reduced to the barest minimum. And if a mother does that effectively, the risk of transmission has been found to be quite low. Okay. Um, would you say that we're doing a good job of that? Do you have any, what are the percentages of uh, mothers now giving birth to children without HIV? Yeah, several studies have been done. We have even done studies right here. I may not be able to give you exact percentages, but um, we know that if a mother, uh, mothers that take their drug and are effectively controlled, less than 1% of them transmit the infection to their babies. Okay, well, we'll just have to uh, take a break at this point. Uh, remember, we're talking about HIV AIDS on the Nasco Moment show this morning. And I'll be back to talk to the doctor after the break. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back. You're tuned and listening to the NASCO Moments Show. We have been discussing HIV-AIDS prevention, management, and treatment with our guest, Dr. Oche Agbaji, who doubles as the antiretroviral therapy ART team lead in the Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juice. Uh, what are the dietary and lifestyle habits that people living with this disease adopt um, as a result of having or to have a quality life? The answer is simple. Um, the fact that they have HIV does not make them different from other people. So as a physician, the dietary and lifestyle habits for everyone is the same, irrespective of what disease you have. And um, so I suggest that they have... Um, Balanced diet, uh, which is another topic of its own, but uh, eat well and uh, exercise well, and also take time to rest well. Mm. I cannot go into the issue of diet, but they, they should just eat what is a balanced diet and normal meals for others. It's not different for them at all. Okay. Um, what steps should be taken to prevent new cases of the disease? Um, since the disease is acquired via sexual transmission and also blood and blood products or contaminated sharps, essentially, um, of course, mother to child also. Three basic steps are important. Um, mutual fidelity. If you are married, stay to your spouse. If you are not married, remain without sexual intercourse. That's what I first preach. And um, if you must go out, then you have to protect yourself. And it has to be a barrier method, using a condom. Then um, do not transfuse unscreened blood. Do not reuse needles or other sharps. 
and um, mothers that are infected should ensure that they go to hospitals where they can get treatment so that they don't pass this infection to their babies. Okay, you said in Sub-Saharan Africa the main mode of transmission is through sex. Is it because we have unprotected sex? Um, I should qualify that. Actually, it's heterosexual intercourse. You know, we have homosexual intercourse. In other parts of the world, it may be homosexual, but for us, it's heterosexual. And um, most of it is because we don't have unprotected sex. Okay. I mean, we have unprotected sex. Okay. Um, A major challenge has been stigmatization of carriers of the virus. How can this effectively be toned down? Two ways that I think are important are, first of all, those that look at the patients and uh, stigmatize them um, have to think twice because um, nobody is immune from this. Are, it's not, most of them is not really their fault. And then if you also look critically as your report also captured, uh, captured I mean, very few people do not have family members that have been affected. So stigmatizing is just being myopic. That is short-sighted on the part of the person trying to stigmatize. But I think the other bigger problem is on the side of the patients. The patients themselves should try as much as possible not to stigmatize themselves. Because HIV is not written on the forehead and um, nobody really knows. And um, so they, they should work on that. They should work on trying not to stigmatize themselves. Third part is also the healthcare workers. Healthcare workers have to treat them with a lot of dignity and respect also. Okay. That will reduce a lot of stigma that we see today. So what role do um, support groups play in the management of the disease? Support groups have um, really, really done a lot to bring a sense of belonging to HIV patients because they've given them a voice, they've um, also taught them a lot of skills, what we call healthy living skills, and they have also worked to empower their membership. Uh, so they have a voice where they can speak, you can't treat them anyhow and just get away. The support group has helped them to come together to support themselves, uh, apart from Medically, they also support themselves um, on a lot of income-generating activities also. Earlier you mentioned that um, those with HIV-AIDS stigmatize one another. Is there a reason why that is so? Actually, what I meant is not really like stigmatizing one another, but the individual himself stigmatizing himself. Okay. Yes, or herself. So, um, I mean... You just feel insecure and you just, you just feel um, not free as you should. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, it affects the person psychologically, yep. I suppose. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any final words as far as this discussion is concerned? Yeah, the, the final words I will say, uh, just to say that HIV AIDS, as it stands today, it's a chronic disease. We have persons that have been in treatment in Nigeria, in JOS, for close to 14 years. Uh, so we also have effective treatment, uh, which is just like one pill once a day, less than many other medical illnesses. These drugs continue to be provided free by the U.S. government. Uh, 
um, and also Nigerian government. The expensive tests to monitor HIV AIDS treatment are also being provided for free up until this moment. So there is no reason why anyone should hide from getting treatment for HIV. Treatment is available. We have drugs at the teaching hospital here and other sites across this state. We have treatment sites, well over 15 or 20 treatment sites spread around across this, uh, the state. So treatment is available. Please, people should seek treatment. Okay. Yeah. You've heard it from the doctor yourself. Thank you very much, Dr. Ochea for sharing your thoughts. This is a crucial topic, and I'm sure people have benefited immensely from this. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Hudun. Okay. Um, this is where we end today's episode of the NASCO show, but not before our trivia question for this week. So please listen carefully. What is the tagline for NASCO conflicts? What is the tagline for NASCO conflicts? Text the correct answer to the telephone number 0805-774-7777. Again, the number is 0805-774-7777. You could win yourself a NASCO goodies gift bag. Please follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at NASCO group. And we encourage you to freely send us your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moment Show to our email marketing at nasco.net or via text message to our dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producers, Harun Audu and Joshua Tongwen. Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu and Tolu Bakari. I am Hadun Gyan. Enjoy the NASCO quality life and join us again next week. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright,